0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, BTW revoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Block talk radio.
1: afternoon everybody. You are listening to the Still City Scoop <clears throat> and today is Friday, October 12th, 2018 and kind of a spur of the moment podcast recording today. Uh, we are still City collectibles we are actually moving buildings and we are moving a bunch of stuff around things are getting unplugged and not plugged in in time and just all kinds of crazy stuff is happening right now. So kind of a spur of the moment recording. Not going to talk a bunch today. We're going to actually play an interview from back in May, uh, but I want to give you a couple of things that are going on. First of all, uh, this morning was actually a guest on the Let Me Get That Podograph podcast with Drew. Got to talk about kind of the rookie rookie card bubble and when it bursts and when you should buy and sell and hold and all that fun stuff. Have a nice little conversation about that. And then some promo cards. Uh, And by promo cards, I'm talking, you know, national convention cards. Uh, We talked a little bit about the Topps New Era cards that used to be um, in lid stores and now are available at Major League Baseball stadiums. So nice conversation with Drew. Always get along real well with him, have some good conversations. And he's one of those guys that I think we could just talk for hours about the hobby and just life in general we always seem to have a really good conversation so by the time you listen to this that show will probably be uploaded we did that this morning recorded the uh the conversation at least and then he's going to put all that together for you for his let me get that potograph episode i think it might be episode 50 so check that out uh like i said just let me get that potograph with drew uh, he was actually my guest last week, so you guys might be familiar with the voice if you're not already. Uh, like I said, episode 50, I believe, is going to have yours truly from the Still City Scoop on there as a guest. But highly recommend the show. He's one of the ones that I that I always listen to. I always catch um, some podcasts that I listen to. I kind of skip depending on the topic, but he's one. Had a good relationship with him for a while, so he's one that I always check out just because I think the topics he has are interesting. And uh, very relevant to collectors in general, so check that one out. Um, of course, you can always follow us on Twitter, Instagram, like us on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram is at SCC Training Cards. Like us on Facebook. Uh, check out the Still City Scoop blog. Get all your information there. And if you sign up as a subscriber, you'll get email notifications every time we post something. So basically, the news comes to you. To make it very easy for you. Posts. Uh, we'll say one to four, I know that's kind of a wide range, but one to four articles a day just kind of depends on what's going on in the hobby and what's new, and if the news comes to us, then we post it, so it kind of depends on what's happening and how busy of a day it is as to how many uh, articles get posted to the blog, so check that out as well, Uh, but this interview today is actually from May 2018, and this actually was recorded before the Still City Scoop podcast actually started. Um, the guy's name goes by Vegas Dave. I don't even want to try to pronounce his last name. It's Dave Oncier or Oncier or something like that. But <clears throat> Most notably known as Vegas Dave, he purchased the 2009 Beckett, I think it's a 9 card grade, 10 autograph grade. Uh, It's the Mike Trout Bowman Chrome Autograph Super Fractor. Purchased it supposedly for $400,000, and it was a big story when it happened. But like I said, we did this interview, recorded it, uh, recorded the phone call with him, posted it on SoundCloud, but we did not have the official Still City Scoop (coughs) podcast going yet. So I definitely want to get this up, uh, get it in the archive so that if you ever want to listen to it or You know, use it for reference or anything like that. It's in the archives for you. It'll be episode 11, uh, the Vegas Dave interview. Like I said, this is from May. He talks about Derek Carr a little bit, Carlos Correa a little bit. Um, His habits as a, I would say, an investor as opposed to a collector. I mean, if you're paying $400,000 for a card, can't really consider, can't really think you're too much of a collector. I think you're putting that away to resell it or flip it later. Does have an impressive collection of Mike Trout's. Um, I've heard some news that he has sold some, but don't know if that's 100% true. He has a few other of the color variations, color parallels from this 2009 Bowman Chrome autograph. So check out his collection online. It's pretty cool just to see the high-end Mike Trout cards all in one place. So, you know, one person has a handful of them. You know, there's a lot of money invested there. So uh, go to do one quick commercial here for you we're trying to work in a few things to promote our twitter and some of the contests we have going on so going to play one of those for you now and then right after that will be the uh the vegas dave interview so stick around just for a second Hey, it's Max, buyer with Steel City Collectibles. If you're looking to sell your collection, sell a few cards, or sell that memorabilia collecting dust in the corner, we are buying. At Steel City Collectibles, we pride ourselves in offering the highest prices paid. We are paying top dollar for all types of items, including unopened boxes and cases, single cards, graded cards, autographs, and pre 1970 complete sets. To get in touch with one of our buyers, visit our website, steelcitycollectibles.com, and click the We're Always Buying link in the yellow banner at the top of the page. From there, you'll find the contact form to begin the process of selling to Steel City Collectibles. So blow off the dust, clean out the basement, and start making money from your collection today. football fans want to win some free stuff test your football knowledge and submit your entry into steel city collectibles guess the score contest that's right every Thursday we're giving away some pretty cool football cards just by guessing the score correctly to the Thursday night NFL game check out our twitter feed and follow us on twitter at SCC Trading cards for your chance to win find the banner that we post every Thursday to submit your entry. all entries must be submitted by 8pm eastern good luck and may the best football fan win purchase because that's that's the big news right now so i mean obviously you bought the 2009 bowman mike trout super Fractor autograph four hundred thousand dollars so i know that you have other trouts you've got a handful of other colors red oranges and all that from 2009 as well so how long had you had your eye on this one particular card?
0: well i just started the industry a year ago it was because you know I'm very open about my lawsuit. I have a lawsuit with the casinos about them not paying me money. They owe me millions of dollars for sports bets. And actually, it'll be announced next week that we have settled. And I'm not going to jail, just like I told everyone. And I won my case, and it's settled. However, the judge said while I was going through litigation, I'm still able to bet in Las Vegas. But none of the casinos wanted my, won my bets. They all banned me because I want too much money. So I wanted to get – back into something which was kind of gambling tied to sports. And as a child, I was buying and flipping baseball cards back in the day with the 90 Lee Frank Thomases and, you know, 86 Don Russ with Conseco back in the day. Right. And, um, my buddy was telling me, he's like, sports cards are back, you know, and I still had like old cars, like Jordan 101, 86 clear wax box, stuff like that. I actually sold the wax box to Abby Mathis, believe it or not, they got that sold the mantle. But, um, so I invested. I go all in with a couple players, and he said the best player. I said if you could pick anybody to invest in, he, he said it'd be Trout. But he said Trout prices are pretty high, but you'll never be able to find his best cards. You know the super, the reds, the oranges, and then. Right. I started getting into him, and I saw the super a year ago, right a month when I started the industry, and I put a bid on it for 200, and I would have paid probably three or 400. But the guy said it's not for sale, so he took it off. He was pretty much showboating it last year so the first time I saw it in the meantime I bought the other cards then last week I saw up there by accident and I just right. bought it
1: so how many offers did you ever put in with the original seller
0: just the one I put one offer in for uh I think I put 300 and he wrote back and he wrote the same answer back to everybody because I talked to other big buyers he yes. says, I I think it's worth 400 So where most people thought about nickel and dime, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do 350 And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like, to me, this is a $5 billion card. I'm not greedy. Why am I going to, you know, penny pinch over these dollars 70 dollars I just hit the bin, you know, and I bought it. And we were good. And he said he'll have his, his English isn't good. He'll have his brother call me. And his brother called me. But, of course, when all the haters online found out it was me and they're mad that I'm hoarding the market, They wrote to him and said, oh, Vegas Dave, he sells fake cards, this, this, and that, you know, try to, you know, cock block the deal. And um, so the the brother wrote to me. He's like, oh, we didn't know you were Vegas Dave. We have no problem with you, but because so many dealers are saying that you sell fake cards, we're kind of skeptical. My brother's afraid that he's going to show up from Taiwan, and you won't even be here. And I'm like, man, I'm a very straight-up businessman. You can't believe anything you hear online. Here's what I'll do. So, I put a little bit of money in his bank account to show proof. It was non refundable. So, he could have screwed me. I said, You can screw me over if you want, but this is the type of person I am. So, I put money in his bank account. They saw that. They're like, Wow. And I said, I'll even pay for a Hazard ticket from Taiwan. He flew down. I honored my word. And he said it was the easiest deal he's ever done in his life. Honestly, that's good to hear because even for them to be skeptical of you,
1: that's a stretch. I mean, there's a lot of publicity in this card, regardless of if you would have bought it or if it had, the deal had fallen through, you're going to get publicity either way. So mm-hmm. I feel like that was a stretch on you, and, you know, I'm glad everything worked out. And it was quick, too. It seemed like it was within 24, 48 hours you had the card. Yeah,
0: it was quick. I said, listen, I I got the money, blah, blah, blah. We'll do whatever you feel comfortable with. Um whatever you're comfortable with. He said, pick the bank. I said, every the bank owner knows me, the manager. I mean, I do big deal drops every single week there. He walked in. He, he felt comfortable, that everyone shook my hand, all the bank, people at the bank knew me. And we did the transaction and was in and out. Um, I videotaped the whole thing for my YouTube channel. He doesn't like to be on TV, but I did an episode. It will air this week where I'm showing my trouts that I'm going to go meet a guy from Taiwan. They show me pulling up in my Ferrari to the bank. They had me walk me in and we cut it off there because he didn't want to be seen. And then me walking out with the trout, taking that picture that Beckett posted, and then off, then just off for the day. So I, I videotaped the whole thing because I wanted to have that content saved. And I think that would be a good video for the baseball card community. Well, definitely. That's
1: an awesome thing because that's one thing that's popped up over the last few years with all the box breaks and everything like that is the video content. And that stuff gets a lot of hits. And I know you're. Familiar with that already, but video is.
0: Yeah, and out. the great thing about I asked about the history of the card, so this you know this is interesting for some people. His brother pulled it out of the wax pack, which and that's kind of what we had
1: figured all along. But being that it was a Taiwan collector or Taiwan collector owner, it was, it was hard to get to, you know. So yeah,
0: I, so I because everyone, everyone was like, oh, I wanted to find the history because I want to find the other red. Right. The rumor was he has two reds in Taiwan and it's not true. He said, I sold a red and orange two years ago, three years ago. And I said, I'll give you a finder's feed. You can find me other reds, you know, cause I'm trying to get all of them. And um, he was like, my brother pulled this card out of a pack um, in 2008, 2009. And I said, did you know it was going to be good? He goes, well, we saw it said one-on-one. So we decided to keep that one. We never knew Mike Trout would be good. And he had his brother interpreting this to me cause he couldn't speak any English. And, um, He said his brother pulled it out. And I said, why are you selling this car now? And he just said, he said, the timing is just, the time is right now. And I, you know, I'm the total opposite. I just, I can't believe he's selling the car.
1: I mean, it's one of those things where how much money, you know, or how that amount of money can affect one person. And I'm sure a lot of, the normal collectors are going to say, well, you know, I would sell it all day long, but until you have it, you don't really know. You don't really know what you would do.
0: Yeah, a lot of people wrote to me, and they're like, you, that's a genius buy. You know, I offer $250, uh, but I, I would have paid it. And I said, to me, that's bullshit. Everyone had the opportunity to hit the buy Now, I, I'm the only one that had the balls and the, the vision to do it. I was lucky because a lot of dealers told me, like, they have big high-end people that would have bought that card for 500. But they don't follow eBay. You know, they follow the big auction houses, and
1: right, right. you know
0: they never thought about it. But it's also the marketing because a lot of people said, just by you buying the car, Dave, it's going to go up because I know how to market it and advertise it. So when I market it, seventy percent are going to talk shit and hate. The other thirty percent is like, oh, you're a genius and you have a good vision in in business. So either or, good people or bad things that are said about good or bad things said about me, is still free publicity for me. So. I mean, that's how, by me advertising and pushing so hard on my social media, that's why I need a million-dollar offer and a $1.2 million offer two days later. Power of social media, where he's in Taiwan, doesn't put it on a big auction board, and he doesn't speak English, so he can't market it on social media, where I have a big network. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, I mean, if you look at some of the big card sales in history, you know, with the Honus Wagner. I don't know if you are aware of this or not, but... You know, the Honus Wagner that sold years ago was it's still known as the Gretzky-McNall Wagner because they were the ones that bought it years ago, and it's been 20, 25 years. So this might become, you know, the Vegas Dave might trout super fractures. So, I mean, definitely a noteworthy owner will increase the value instantly.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I believe it, like I said, and I I don't want to sell it. You know, most people would flip for 800000 in a day, right? not me so it's kind of like you know i don't need the money i just want the card
1: so i have a couple other questions for you um before we go into you know some of the other things we want to talk about just real quick so you do you collect cards and i've seen that you had Korea and you have other trout you know different color borders and all that have you ever considered anything else besides cards like memorabilia bats, balls, anything like that? No, no,
0: no, no. I don't like that. I was just I sold all my Koreas too. So, you know, I, I bought all the Koreas. I had two out of the five reds, fifteen out of the twenty five oranges, and I sold them all last week because you know, I'm I'm not racial racist at all. I just fought, you know, I followed industry and I know it's very hard for Puerto Ricans and people with dark skin for their values to go but someone taught me that a year ago and I I was like hmm I started studying it and it's true you know it, it's unfortunate most players in baseball and football that if you're white and Caucasian the prices go up. And I never thought about that. So that's why I said I'm so invested in Korea. You know, I I sold all my cards for close to three hundred thousand dollars this past week, all my Koreas. So you know, and so in bottom all and I sold all my glibers you know, as soon as you hit those home runs. So I'm completely vested in two people, which is Mike Trout, and Derek Carr. And I'm I, I'm very heavy on Derek Carr. I have a million dollars in Derek Carr. Like there's 15 national treasures, I nine and a half tens, I have 13 of them. You know, so the type of person I am, I go to control the market. It's a business for me. Um, I leverage the business because I control the supply and demand. Out of like eight 101s, I have six of them, you know, so – I totally believe when Vegas, when the Raiders move to Vegas, it'd be the biggest thing in sports history. I'm already three years ahead of the game. Anything when they move to Vegas would be huge. But you have to understand from me learning already in the first year of sports, why is Dak Prescott and all these other cards worth a lot after one of our seasons? Because he's on a big market team, right? right Dallas, right. the Giants, the Raiders. When the Raiders move Absolutely. to Vegas, it can be huge. Then you got Derek Carr, who's white, Catholic, Christian, He's a good guy. He's not going to get into drugs or trouble, anything like that. Big market team. Players will sign for cheaper because of the tax break, and they're going to be good, and Gruden's a winner. It's a no-brainer it's a no for me, but people don't think three, or, three years in advance like I do.
1: I mean, I can't argue with you. You do make some valid points, especially you know looking ahead to that prospecting in general. I mean, that's what everybody does now just on a smaller scale. You're just mm-hmm. investing – a lot more money than most people can, but also at the same time, like
0: you said, you're cornering that market. And Yeah, I have a lot of That's big dealers that write thought. to me, and like you're a, a lot of big dealers write to me, like you're a genius, you know, buying the market. is is supply and demand. Right. If there's 25 oranges and you have 15 of those 25 Koreas, you control the market because the Absolutely. other 10 are in personal collections. You'll never see them. So when I go after a player, I don't just buy the one. I buy all of them, and that's what I do, and I sit on them. And then when I sell the card, like when I sold all my Glyber reds and oranges, right. I sell them as a lot. I don't piece them one by one. Do you want Glybers or Koreas? You have to buy all the reds, all the oranges, and, all. and then at the same token, they now leverage the market. They control the market. True. And that's how I, you know, so all I'm sitting now is on Trout and Car, and that's it, Trout and Car. So you mentioned you know 1990 leap and all that and collecting as
1: a child. Who were who were some of your favorites as a child? Favorite players?
0: Um, I used to be heavy in the '86 Fleer, so Jordan and I had a couple of 101 in the bags back in the day. But you know I sold them when I was in high school to buy a car. <laughs> you know I saw I used Important to do trade shows when I was nine, ten years old. I used to actually be the guy that rented a Holiday Inn, rented the tables. I was always an entrepreneur. I was making good money as a 12 year old kid flipping cards running table shows, and then I got out because when you get 16, 17, you start focusing on partying and chasing girls and money. You know, your properties change when you're a teenager. And then I just kind of got out of the market as I got older, then recently just got back into it, and um, I was fortunate enough, you know, to get what I got. But I was very, very aggressive. You know, everyone out there had the same opportunity as me. There's people out there that's been dealing cards for 20 years, and they're upset with me that I bought the market, but they had 20 years to do this. Why can I do it in eight months, 12 months? It's just it's just more aggressive. So you mentioned, and I thought I heard you
1: correctly, that Evan Mathis bought your 86, 87 player unopened box.
0: Mm-hmm. I sold it to him.
1: So I'm just curious how that deal came. You don't have to mention numbers or anything like
0: that. Oh, guys. no, no, no. Um, Evan followed me on social media, and I predicted the Broncos win the Super Bowl two years ago right. where I put a little over $100,000, $2.3 And I posted some of my stuff, and he wrote to me, and we stayed in touch. I was front row a lot of the games. He came and said hello. And then um, I told him when I'm ever ready to sell my cars, I'll reach out to him. And I sold him my 86-footer box about eight months ago, seven months ago. Link. And he yeah. just messaged me. He messaged me the other day, like, did you buy the Super? And I'm like, yeah.
1: Being that you are a trout collector and investor, and obviously there's another big name on that team right now with Otani, what are your thoughts on Otani? Is that somebody that you would ever invest in? I know you no. earlier, but... No. Not it's all good.
0: hype. People want to pay 75 dollars to $100,000 for his card. Guy has approved himself. So, just because he's Big in the Asian market, he can do two things, pitch and hit. But, again, in order to have big, in order to make big money in the industry, you got to be able to hit the long ball. He's not going to hit 40, 50 home runs a year, and he'll never do that because he can't play every day. He plays every third or fourth day.
1: Right. He's not going to get enough
0: of like he, can, he can only do this for so long, and he's not going to be a career 300 hitter, 30, 40 home runs, so it's only going to go down. If someone's willing to pay a blow up card forms, it blows my mind. These guys are experts, been doing this for years. You're going to pay $100,000 for that card. I'm going to pay $100,000 for an orange trout. So that thing's going to be worth 300000 or four hundred in 10 years. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. They all follow the hype. I told everyone last year Aaron Judge is not going to hit 330 and 60 home runs for the rest of his life. People could have bought the red, sold the red for 70, 80 grand, the Super 400. You know, no one's paying 70, 80 grand for the Reds now. His hype is gone, but Trout is yeah, always definitely. consistent. Everyone gets to the next quick buck thing. It makes no sense. It's so, Judge last year, Tommy this year, it was the Kuna. I mean, people paying 50, 60 grand for Kuna? he plays for the Braves.
1: Well, not only that, it's, you know, a month into the season. So, and Trout like, I tell people they are to this
0: stop trying to make the quick buck. If you're going to spend yeah. 50, 60 G's on a Kuna or a t- Tani, buy trout.
1: I agree with Something. you. 100%. No, no question about that. So, so let's talk about the, the Jordan PSA card. I, I told sure. you I'll give you complete open form, whatever you wanted to say and explain your story and how everything went down. So
0: sure. It absolutely. Yours. You know, and, um, I've never gotten to tell my side of the story, and I always knew I was good, so I didn't really care, but i like to address it. So what happened was the first person who I bought the red trout, the first deal I did, I was introduced to a guy named David Park, who's a dentist in California. He had the red trout and orange trout and a bunch of crayas and some glivers, and we did a deal. He didn't even know me. He drove down to Vegas with his son, Andrew, and we did a deal for 330000 cash. Handed him in a duffel bag. Never knew me. I met him in a Starbucks. Handed him the money. Good deal. Shows the integrity, the honesty that he trusted me and I trusted him. And, you know, at the time, he had bought the trout for 70000 grand. the red. He sold it for well over $100,000 profit. And rumors went around that I'm an idiot. I just spent 330000 on Koreas, Glybers, and Trouts a year ago. And that he overcharged me, which was fine because I just wanted the cards. Because everyone said the red trout I'll never find. We could. Um, he's the other guy that helped me get the other five orange trout. So like, orange trout was about thirty thousand last year. He was selling them. He would get them from his friends, at and get them and sell them to me at sixty to a hundred grand a piece. Yes, I knew I was paying double and triple. Yes, I knew he was making twenty to fifty grand a card off me. I didn't care because I was playing the long term game. I just wanted I wanted the cards. And right now the orange cards are at least worth a hundred. So my vision was right. We did a lot of deals together. He looked at my cards. He goes, I really want it. I want this Jordan you have. He looked at it in person. Okay. And how I got the Jordan is that when I started on social media a year ago that I'm buying cards, someone messaged me and said, Hey, I have an 86 clear Jordan. The guy's really sick. I'm selling it for him for like 15 grand or 16 grand. So I met the guy. He worked through email with me. Um, he met me at uh, a breakfast shop. He sold me the card. Great. I was stoked. I posted on social media like, hey, Jordan Rookie, Curry Rookie. I was proud of my collection. I started it a month ago. Yeah, I'm not a professional. I was an amateur. I just started. If it was a fake card, why would I post it intentionally on social media? It makes no sense. Now, other people like, oh, because I don't read the comments on my social media. Someone does it for me. I have a million followers. 80% 80% are negative comments, 20 are always positive. I don't have time to chit-chat with my haters, right?
1: Absolutely. So
0: I guess it turns out that people are like, oh, it's a fake car. It's a fake car. But they also said that about my curry. They also say that when I win a million dollars on sports bet, they're fake tickets. All Everyone has negative stuff to say. When they're when they're jealous, they say it's fake, it's not true, or my Ferraris are leased, or my villa is a rental, it's not owned. like. People always talk shit and say negative. Well, especially well, with that it. card in that slab. Why would you think it's fake? Yeah, I, yeah, and I and I advertised it. And just because some people commented it is fake, they expect me to read the comments. Like, okay, Buster sixty nine on Instagram says fake. So I it must be fake. I should take it out. No, I just left it up there because I don't read the comments. Absolutely. And if you look okay. at my other cards, I posted. I posted a red trot when I first got it. People were like, oh, it's fake. Oh, it's fake. So you know, like. Everyone says negative stuff when they're jealous, so I didn't. I just didn't pay attention to it. David came down and looked at the card. He's like, "I really want this card." So here's what happened. I he sold me an orange trout, which was almost perfect. It has like two ten subs, and he's like, "I want hundred grand for it," even though it was a thirty at the time. So I gave him like eighty grand cash. The curry that he posted. And the Jordan. And I gave the Jordan for only 15000 for the same price I paid for in a trade. So realistically, even if the Jordan was fake, he still got $110,000 for a $30,000 card. Okay. He still made out. So right. regardless, that's not an excuse. So he's all happy. He's you know, he's a professional sports guy. He studies cards. His son studies cards. They had the card in the possession for a month. Then he goes to the Nationals. And he was looking for cards for me. I was going to give him money. We're on, we were on great terms. He was like a friend of mine. Like, anytime you do business for half a million dollars in cash, you consider that person your friend you trust. You have mutual trust and respect for each other, you know? No doubt. So he goes to the show. I guess he wants to get it reslapped, and he was embarrassed because PSA made a mockery. Like, oh, my God, this is fake, David, blah, 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 blah. But I got all the text messages from I, I'm working, and he was like, hey, man, that PSA – George, you gave me PSA said, it's fake. I need to know the contact person who you got it from. I, you can, I can screenshot all this stuff. And I said, okay, dude, I'm in the middle of a meeting right now. When I get home, let me track down the email conversation I got and I'll forge you the information. Not a problem. Okay. 10 minutes later, he's blowing me up again. And he's like, I need it now. I'm like, look, dude, I'm in a meeting right now. But as soon as I get home, I will get you his information. So when I got home two hours later, I tracked down, you know, I searched for Jordan Rookie. I found the guy's email address, and I CC'd him, and I said, David is the uh, owner of the card you gave me. He's saying it's fake. We need to resolve this. I have all this. I, did, I went out of my way to track the guy down. And then 15 minutes later, David had uh, told everyone at the sh- shop that I gave him a fake Jordan. It's intentional, and then I might have reslabbed it. And like, just made a total bullshit lie about me. And I was like, how could you do that to me when I'm actively trying to help you? And you know I don't re cards. And, why, and you know even if I bought a fake Jordan, I wouldn't even know it was fake. And why would I give you a fake card knowing it was fake? It makes no sense. And then an hour later, he sent me a text message saying he was embarrassed at the show. He overreacted. And he apologizes that we could work it out. And I'm just like, go fuck off. You know, you just totally blasted my name, you totally spread false rumors about me, and you said you're over-emotional, now you want us to be cool? I just blocked his number never talked to him again. And because I declined to speak about it, people just thought I was guilty, which is not the truth.
1: Which That's completely unfair to you because even saying that you're an amateur collector, investor, buyer is even not the right terminology when you're paying that much for cards, but I would say probably 85%, 90% of the collectors out there, if a card's in a PSA flag to them, it's genuine. I just believe it. Right. Why would you not?
0: You know, when he gave me the Jordan, I mean when he gave me the red trout and the five, six orange oranges I bought them, the trout, I didn't send it in for, I just believed them, you know? How am I supposed to know?
1: Right. And I, I would be in the same boat that you're in. I mean, I would never question it. Uh, yeah,
0: and then he, he's had it for a month and a half. And then he takes it to the, the show, and he was embarrassed, and then he just – I got emails from him saying, help me find this guy. Thanks, buddy. And I did. I, I looped him in, and because the guy wouldn't respond to him, he attacked me on social media.
1: Do you know – did he ever offer any sort of public comment or anything like that?
0: Well, of course. he. The, the sheet that he, – he told everybody. No, he no, no, no. Not,
1: I'm, I'm talking like a public – kind of apology like he gave to you is, hey, I overreacted, you know. No, but I got the
0: screech out of the text. It says, I know, you know, I'm not like this. You know, I don't want controversy. Is there anything that we can do to work it out? Fine, I go this, after you slandered my name all over the chat boards, like the next day I have like a hundred messages saying I'm a scammer. Like you totally ruined my, you know, like added fire to my, you know, to my name, like, and I, never, and I was app- offended because, dude, I've done $500,000 in cash deals with you. 500000 in cash to you. We didn't even know each other. Four or five different times I flew to L.A. with cash, handed money, and left. Why do you think I'm going to give you a fake Michael Jordan card? Well, especially
1: when you're talking $500,000 and only 15000 of that is one card. I mean, you're not even talking 10% of that whole Amount of all your transactions together,
0: and, and he he fails to say that he gave me a thirty thousand dollar card worth for a hundred thousand and ten in trade, eighty thousand cash, and the highest graded Steph Curry that I bought from another guy on the internet. That could have been fake too. How would I know? You know, but the right. Curry was real. The Jordan was, and he's a big card buyer. He had the card for a month. How come he didn't know it was fake if he had it for a month?
1: How Some do period. I know that
0: he didn't take it out of a slab and do it and just screw me over. Who knows? Anything could have happened that month when he had the card. I mean, honestly, that's
1: a valid point with the amount of time that he had, you know, and I'm not trying to say anything about it. I'm not
0: accusing him of that either, but who knows what happened that month. Right. And when he asked me, he said, hey, I'm embarrassed at PSA, I need you – he didn't ask me for money back. He goes, I need your help to contact the guy that sold you this. And I said, let me finish my day at work. I'm almost done. And when I got home – I got the information the email. I emailed the guy back and see David Park on it and said, David is the owner of this card now that you gave to me. He's at the Nationals, and he says it's fake. We need to resolve this. I did what he asked for. Right. Do you know, did you ever have any contact with that uh, previous owner of the card? No, he never replied probably because he knew it was fake.
1: True. This was curious. If they,
0: have so that's you got on his had anything? I mean, anyone that's done business with me, I mean, um, if for me to buy over a million dollars, actually a car, $2 million in cards, some on eBay, some cash and carry, don't you think someone else would be like, hey, Vegas, they did a deal, he robbed me for $50,000, 100000 Anyone I've ever done business with, I'm on point, I'm extra generous, I pay for their flight, cash and carry, the money is to the T, good business practices. Only the haters and the little hobby collectors that are jealous will ride the bandwagon to talk shit because that's what people do. They hate when they're miserable or they can't be like someone else. And that's it. That's why I never replied to anybody because it was just a waste of time. You can't win. And And the reason why I turned out so many interviews, and I told you I picked you, is that what I realized in this industry, and it's kind of embarrassing to be in this industry, I've been in it for less than a year. It's a bunch of grown adults that act like they're in high school. Yeah, gossip, it comes up, yeah. chatter, hating. And I look at these people like, man, you're a fifty year old grown man with a child. What kind of examples are you setting for your children? Right. Like if you're fifty and you're hating on me and talking shit about me and spreading false rumors about me, what are you values are you teaching your children? Like I'm just so disgusted by the industry. Now there are all in every industry there's good and bad. You know, Correct. anything yep. to the But there's a lot of jealous now, if you're sixteen, cool. You're in high school. These are grown adults with children. It blows my mind that they can be so negative and yeah, spread and, false rumors. And it, it blows my mind. It's a big, it's know, a big and, high school thing.
1: You know, the thing with everything is people like to complain a lot quicker than they like to give positive comments. And you know, unfortunately for you, I think you know that obviously happened to you. But I think as soon as the trout news came out, everybody just assumed all oh, this guy's a bad guy. And I, I had no opinion of you prior to any of this, and once I saw how fast the tr- transaction happened and talking with you today and what happened this morning with us, dude, I have a ton of respect for you and especially how fast that transaction happened. I'm, I'm a
0: business and I'm honest. I don't, this is awesome. Listen, I make good money. Why? Because I'm honest with money. I don't screw people over. Uh, ethics, and you don't become a multi-millionaire by pulling scams. You do it by good business practices. And anyone that has a conversation with me or meets me face-to-face is like, wow. But it's the people that don't know me that prejudge and like to ride the bandwagon.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. So I do have have one more question for you, and then we'll we'll be done. So you have the Trout one-of-one. You have some of the red, some of the oranges, and I know that's an ongoing pursuit, but anybody in your mind or any cards in your eyesight that you're trying to get a hold of?
0: There's only one other card, and it would just be for my personal use, would be the Derek, Shield, Derek Carr Shield. I know the grade is low, like a nine. That's probably the only other card I would look for. I'm not interested in anybody else. Um, I would take more orange trouts, if there are any out there. right? Um, But um, just a Derek Carr shield. But um, that's about it. I'm pretty much done buying. I just want to be heavy. I go all in with one or two players, and that's what I do. I don't want to diversify everyone else because, you know, I have my reasons for those two people. Trout, to me, will go down as the best player in modern-day history, and I think is going to win a Super Bowl, and when the Raiders move to Vegas will be the biggest thing that ever happened in sports. And um, that's my vision, so I'm all in with those two people.
1: I mean, this is definitely an awesome story and, you know, talking to you and I've made a couple comments already, you know, I think the card is in good hands and it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future. You know, how long down the road, you know, it changes hands maybe and what that price is at that time. So Dave, I appreciate the time. I appreciate you rescheduling with me and getting to me. Uh, if there's anything else you want to say, let me know or, Anything else? Well,
0: no, if you want to, like I said, if people hear this and you want to follow up, no problem. Even not, nothing but professional. I'm always willing to talk to the right people. It's just I want to talk to the right people. I'm not trying to talk to people that are going to attack me and prejudge me. I see people have an open mind because real recognizes real. Anyone that talks to me knows me. If you have any common sense after listening to the interview, if I've done millions of dollars in transactions and I was a scumbag crook, I would have a million complaints. Absolutely, 100%. Okay, keep me posted. Um, let me know if you need anything else, and then um, uh, thanks
1: for speaking to me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. It's been awesome, and, you know, maybe we'll talk again in the future. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys, I appreciate you sticking around and listening to that interview with Vegas Dave. Like I said, <clears throat> we didn't do that in May. I just wanted to kind of put it in the archives so that it was there. Um, and it kind of gave me a chance to uh, work with this up-in-the-air schedule that we have going on with moving buildings uh, here for Still City Collectibles. So, like I said, appreciate you listening to the interview. Stick around for next week. I'm not sure what we're going to do. Uh, we've got a busy couple days coming up, <clears throat> so I'm not sure if I'm going to do a podcast early or skip a week. So just kind of stay tuned for that. And then, like I said earlier in the show, stay tuned for – the latest, latest episode of Let Me Get That Podograph with Drew, uh, that podcast featuring yours truly should be posted uh, maybe by the time you hear this, or at least later today. Um, I checked just a little bit ago, and it's not up yet, so that was right around 1.30 p.m. Eastern um, on Friday, October 12th. So I would say by the end of the day, it should be posted, and you can listen to it. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you thought. Um, always have a good time talking to Drew, and like I said, stay tuned for next week. We'll see what's going on. Um, if I can get a guest on short notice, or if we're just going to bypass next week and go, that would be October 26th. So we'll see what's going on. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter, uh, SCC Trading Cards, Instagram, SCC Trading Cards. And as always, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the blog and subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. I appreciate everybody listening today. Have a great weekend, and if you are in Chantilly this weekend, I know we have some people down there at the show. Stop by the booth, say hi, take a couple pictures. If you hit anything big, post them to Instagram or Twitter and tag us, SCC Trading Cards, of course. But other than that, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football games coming up. A big game, Sunday night, Chiefs and the Patriots. Um, I personally think the Patriots might take this one, but we will see. So enjoy the weekend, and we will – I guess. Be in touch next week. Thanks guys.